You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Would you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord Jesus, we thank you that by the power of your Spirit, you have called us again to this house of worship. You've given us the gift of your Word, and now by the Spirit, quicken us with it. Strengthen us, bless us, that we might be nourished by your words, by your body and blood, and so sustained unto eternal life. We ask it now in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. So have you ever thought about, much, I should say, about the symbol of the cross? I talked with the kids a little bit about it during the children's sermon. It's not really known when Christians started using this as their symbol. Maybe sometime in the late second century, but of course the first Christian symbol was that of the fish. For the exact reason we heard in our gospel reading today. We have been caught by Christ and now we've been sent to fish for others. As one pithy little Christian t-shirt used to say, you catch him, he'll clean him. Well, Christians did eventually adopt this as their symbol, almost universally. Not only to wear it around their necks, not only to put it in the front of their places of worship, Not only to make the sign of it when they worship, but to place it on their tombs. To wear it on their shields when they went into battle. I suspect it was late, uh, uh, we were late adopters, because, well, the message of the cross is a difficult one. As St. Paul says in our reading today, it is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now why would it be folly? I suspect that because St. Paul didn't preach a thin message that he was reaching out to all those churches with. We all like to hear the first bit of the gospel. We all like to hear, and indeed it is the core of the gospel, is what God has done for us on this cross. That Jesus Christ, being God in the form of a human being, sacrificed himself for the sake of our salvation. That's a great message, and we love to hear it. But preaching the fullness of what Jesus taught... I'm sure that at some point St. Paul got to this part of the message that Jesus says elsewhere, take up your cross and follow me. 
Oh, that's not as much fun. That is tougher. Because now that we've been saved, we find out that part of the process of us being clean is to become like our Savior Himself. And that means sacrifice. Which is what this symbol is all about. Sacrifice being what brings life to the whole world. Not power. Now power has its uses. In the Old Testament we certainly see God exercising power, pushing back the forces of evil, establishing a home for His people. As Christians eventually became it became legal to be a Christian and we ended up entering things like the police force and stuff like this. Police can get the criminals off the streets and put them in jail. But that exercise of force can't change a prisoner's heart so that when they're released from jail, they're a force for good in the world and not simply someone to be rounded up again and stuck back in prison. Emperor Justinian, the apostate, was called that because he was a deacon of the church. And when he left his Christian faith and became emperor, he despised the church so much because the church preached the power of powerlessness. Preached the ability of apparent defeat to transform the world. And he despised that because as emperor, he wanted to exercise absolute power over his subjects and force them to do what he wanted them to do. How does sacrifice change the world? Not just Jesus' sacrifice, for that we tend to understand well, but our own sacrifice as we become more like him. As I said to the children, this cross is a symbol of God's love. And in the same way, our sacrifices are symbols of love for those around us. Indeed, the treasures built up in heaven, God's stockpile of treasures, are things we cannot see because they're largely things that never happened here. They're the award that wasn't given because someone gave more time to their family than to their career. They're the promotion not gained because a father's teenage boy needed more time from him. They're the career not achieved because of a mom had a child with special needs. They're the awards not given. They're the buildings not built. They're the soldier whose name may be on a tablet somewhere. And his silent friend who came home alive because of his sacrifice leaning against that wall. Power can force back evil, but it cannot change it. Sacrifice not only changes evil, but changes us who make the sacrifice. Making us more and more 
like the one we call our Lord and Savior. I don't know if you know the story of the Iron Cross. Most of us are familiar with that, probably from World War I, as something that was awarded in the enemy's camp. But it came into existence around the time of the American Revolution. King William Frederick III of Prussia was determined to maintain a free Prussia. Now, he's not my favorite person in history, but this one thing he did right, <laughs> at least. He'd been resisting Napoleon in his attempt to become emperor of all Europe, and in doing so, trying to preserve the freedom of his people, he had utterly depleted the public coffers. And they'd reached a stage where they either needed to, well, capitulate and become a vassal state, or they needed to raise some money and raise it quick to support their boys in the field. King William Frederick came up with a novel idea. Instead of trying to find a bank that would give him a loan or another country, he went to his people and he said, will you turn in your jewelry that we might support our troops? For every piece of gold you give me, I'll give you back a piece of iron. And on that iron will be engraved these words, I gave gold for iron in 1813. And so was born the Order of the Iron Cross in Prussia. For a time, it was grotesquely unfashionable to wear any kind of jewelry. Because all that indicated is you were not willing to make a sacrifice for the people you claimed you loved. Rarely do we have symbols of sacrifice. No one knows the things we've not achieved. No one knows the opportunities we've passed by. No one knows the little things we've done, the daily things like turning off that television show or turning off the internet because a spouse or a friend needs your time. But those are the things that make us more like Christ. Those are the true treasures of heaven. And every time we see a cross as people who call Jesus Lord and Savior, we are reminded to give thanks for His sacrifice and look for opportunities to become more like Him ourselves. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you have sacrificed so much for us. For even as the miracles were going on that were the exercise of your power, you had already sacrificed your position, emptying yourself and taking the form of a servant among us. We thank you especially for your sacrifice on the cross that new life might come to we who were dead that lightness might shine into our darkness. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would give us the courage to sacrifice what we must. Grant us, O oh Lord, to know that as we do so, you are transforming us more and more into the image of your Son. 
bless us, strengthen us, fill us with your grace that we might walk that path. And so, and so give a witness to you who walked it before us. This we ask in your most holy name, Jesus, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Sleeping, thy presence, my life.